You are listening a Red FM original. Guts, glory, gumption. The voice of Indian sports with Rika Roy on the Red FM podcast network. Jehan Darwala, thank you very very much for joining me on this podcast. Well, I have to introduce you to my listeners by saying you are the one who created history when you became the first indian to win a formula 2 race during the shakir grand prix this season and there was a thrilling battle against uh, f2 champion mick schumacher and daniel tiktum if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. that saw you emerge on the top in the support race of the season ending formula 1 grand prix take us through those experiences jehan Yes uh, so to win the last race uh, means a lot to me especially after a difficult season and uh, you know things getting better and better finally to cap the season off with a victory in the last race was the best way to end the season you know to hear the national anthem on the podium was a very proud moment uh, for me and my family and everyone who's supporting me and it felt even better because uh, like you said I had to work hard for the victory I started second and fell down to third you know after that it was just about uh, biding my time and uh, using my key moments to overtake and i did that with uh, with mick schumacher and then again with uh, daniel dictum we had a, a long battle uh, at the start in the first few laps i couldn't get by him and then finally with about nine nine laps to go uh, i overtook him and then controlled the race from there to to win my first race in formula 2 you mentioned about a moment during uh, that race in fact uh, when you finished on the podium you heard the national anthem big moment for you and your family would you say that a sports person who races at your level or plays at your level these are the moments that make it special the national anthem is being played on a global stage and uh, you know to obviously in other countries like uh, in england or something it's be, it gets played quite a lot because they have a lot of drivers who compete at a top level while uh, countries like india and other asian countries it's not the case so you know to have the indian national anthem played on a global stage is a very proud moment for me and for like i said everyone who's supporting me so I think it is a big deal for everyone but it makes it even more special when uh, you know it's not that uh, it's, it is a very rare uh, occasion. Mhm. Jehan as you say I am getting the goosebumps seriously. I also have to ask you about a race before this. It wasn't for the first time you made a podium finish. This was yeah. where was the cha- you were the champion but a race before you came third, right? Yeah. So tell us talk us through this gradual progression. it was another very good pace i actually started in eighth position and uh, you know i tried another strategy I, i got up to to third on the alternate strategy and uh, you know it made that even more difficult towards the end of the race i was on used uh, hard tires against uh, mick schumacher's fresher soft tires so you know uh, it was uh, very difficult for me to to fight him off but you know especially it being my first podium defended as hard as i could but also left it fair and clean mm-hmm. and uh, you know at the end i would manage to keep him behind so it felt very good at this stage to obviously get my first podium and it gave me the confidence that made me win the weekend after tell me what happens to you now that mick has graduated to formula 1 you are the champion of the last race of the season so where does that leave you now yeah i mean obviously mick has won the overall championship uh, winning a race is a uh, yes very good and uh, a huge thing as well but uh, 
to be champion is the most uh, important thing of formula 2 so uh, my target for this year is obviously to fight for the championship and uh, you know I'll be there again with Carlin and uh, you know even if I finish anywhere in the top 3 or top 5 it will be considered a very good season you are racing with uh, red bull tell us the kind of opportunities that you have had with uh, red bull everyone knows it's not easy to get into formula 1 even if you deliver good results from my point of view i'm associated with uh, the red bull junior team so there's a platform for me that if i do deliver and do do well then uh, you know i have the opportunity to drive in formula 1 so i'm very grateful for this opportunity and you know i know that i'm one good season away from uh, driving a formula 1 car That sounds amazing. For the benefit of my listeners, can you uh, please tell us what's the difference really between a Formula One driving in Formula One and driving in Formula Two? Formula One car is a lot faster than a Formula Two car. It's got more power. The car is even lighter, in fact, than a Formula Two car. Uh, it's a turbo hybrid system. To be fair, even in F2, we do have a turbo, but uh, you know, in F1, you generate almost thousand uh, brake horsepower with those engines. So. you know at the end of the day the drivers are still very good in formula 2 but uh, in formula 1 all 20 of them are obviously all very good drivers so it's another level up and uh, at the end of the day in formula 1 you're driving for like uh, manufacturers and teams where there are thousands of people behind you and you know uh, there's a lot more pressure in formula 1 where a couple of bad races or a bad season uh, and you're out and it can also work the other way around uh, one very good season and people or uh, see a lot of uh, future and potential in you then uh, your career is kind of secured for the next few years uh, tell me something jehan how does one graduate from formula 3 to formula 2 and then to formula 1 and typically how long does it take to you know graduate from one level to another level from formula 3 to formula 2 it's really up to the driver and his manager and uh, you know the people who are around him if you think you're ready to move up to formula 2 then uh, you know you can even do that if you have done one season not that well in formula 3 so that all depends on on the driver himself and if there's a team willing to accept you uh, but in the case of uh, formula 1 uh, it's not up to you at all it's up to the people who are going to sign you and uh, and give you that seat in formula 1 So you know it's all about your performance in formula 2 how you do how you interact with the team and everything like that. It's very hard to jump from uh, formula 3 to formula 1 nowadays. Uh Jehan uh, you are only 22 years old but I believe that you've been racing for a decade now. Tell us where it all started. Yeah it all started actually uh, just at Power I went for a training uh, camp which was held by Rayoman Banerjee. Uh, it was the kart uh, track in Power I can't remember I think called Hakone. and uh, he had seen me then uh, saw a bit of potential in me at the time i think was only 10 years old and uh, you know then uh, i joined his team in the national karting championship in india uh, in uh, rotax and uh, after that you know i did a couple of years in india i became national champion then i went to asia i won uh, the asian championships as well and then slowly moved on uh, to europe uh, in 2013 i won the british championship uh, i came third in the world championship in 2014 and Mm-hmm. After that, I moved into car racing, you know, and that's how my career kind of progressed. Jehan, you you were a protege of the Force India F1 team after being one of the three winners of the One in a Billion hunt organized by the team in 2011. Yeah. It's been which has been ten uh, years from now. So tell yeah. us, was that really the start for you, and uh, was that the moment that you figured that you belonged in here? 
Yes, it was. I would say the the start to my uh, so called uh, career in racing. I decided at that time with uh, my family and the people at Force India that uh, moving abroad to England and doing my school there would be the best for my racing. So you know that is the point where I decided that uh, you know I would love to pursue racing as my career, and I decided to make that uh, sacrifice to go away to boarding school in London and uh, and study there. And which part of India do you hail from? What kind of uh, support did you get from you know your home your your home base while you were gr- growing up? So I'm actually from um, Bombay. I live in the other Parsi colony, uh, and uh, you know my parents and my family have been my biggest support since I started racing. Uh, they've always uh, supported me since the beginning. Obviously, at the start there were uh, fears about motorsport, and I mean there always will be. They've always been uh, like the most supportive parents that I could have asked for in terms of uh, my career and my sport. Jehan you grew up in India at a time when uh, young boys and i would also say girls have been drawn towards a particular sport called cricket yeah. what is it that you know took you to uh, motorsport i mean it is off the beaten track yeah i think uh, it's not uh, say a normal career perspective in india uh, you know uh, there's not many opportunities to go racing in india itself so uh, You know, for me, it was the same thing. Uh, when I was younger, I always had a passion for speed and uh, to drive go karts. But uh, pretty much, that's all I thought there was in India. I didn't really think there there was any scope or potential of being a Formula One or, or racing car driver by itself. So I only kind of got lucky that I saw this. Uh, my father saw this ad of Raymond Banerjee's in the newspapers for me to go to Pawai. If not for that, I would probably never become a racing driver. What year that was that? How long back was that? You mentioned that you were a part of his team, but how yeah, long think, uh, happened? Two thousand and nine, I think. I'm not completely sure. I think it was two thousand nine or two thousand and ten. And how was it like? Uh, you know, shifting to um, England, leaving everything, <laughs> leaving your parents behind, leaving everything behind, and how difficult or was that phase? Was it difficult for you, or was it organic? Or just or- organic slipping into the system? I mean, at the start, it was a little bit difficult because uh, I'd not been away from my family that much at all. But uh, you know, as soon as I went there, I was very comfortable in my school, and then I was uh, racing almost pretty much week in, week out. So you know, I didn't really have time to miss out on too much stuff. So I was only focused on my racing and not my studying at the time. So I kind of accepted that it was part and parcel of how my life will be, and uh, I kind of made it easier for me to accept that. Jehan uh, UK is a hub of racing by hub of racing i mean not just uh, the uh, big racing companies but you also see the best of the racing drivers come from there uh, did you interact with any of them or were you ever you know taking tips from any of them at 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 any point in your career you know not too much uh, i've always had uh, the right people around me luckily in terms of uh, my career so far i've obviously met uh, drivers like uh, nico hulkenberg sergio perez and them when they drove at force india in formula 1 apart from that i always had a, a good management team a good driver coach a good team around me at all times so you know just listening to them uh, so far in my career has brought me to where i am you also became the first indian to win a grand prix in new zealand what level was uh, that was it uh, the f2 or was it the f3 no, race it's called it's just a new zealand toyota racing series it's a it's a series like uh, you know we don't compete in the months of january and february so you know all the european drivers go to new zealand and they race in the championship over there because it's like their summer 
So uh, right. it's part of the Toyota Racing Series. Uh, it's been there for like multiple, multiple years, and uh, it's highly competitive. A lot of European drivers who are raced within Formula Two and Formula Three, all of us go there to race there in the winter because we don't have any time uh, to race in Europe. And how hectic is the uh, Formula Two circuit like? Is it is it as hectic as the Formula One? Because you, in Formula One, you pretty much drive one weekend, in the next weekend you're in another country, and so on and so forth. There are mini breaks, though. Yeah, this year we had twelve uh, races. This was this year was pretty hectic uh, with the COVID. The season got delayed and got quite squashed. But uh, now in the coming future, there's only going to be eight races, so it's not going to be busy at all for us. Relatively, we would love to do a lot more driving, but uh, it is how it is how it is. And uh, you know, in a way, it's not a bad thing. Uh, you know, if I can go to some Formula One weekends where I'm not racing in Formula Two and have some experience over there, it would be uh, really nice as well. So obviously, in Formula One, they have like 22 weekends, and we have just eight, so it's a lot less uh, traveling for us. And when you travel for experiences like this, Jehan, are you supported by your sponsors, Red Bull? How do all the all the support come to you? Is it through one sponsor, multiple sponsor? How do you make things move? Oh, honestly, I don't really get too involved in the in the sponsorship side of things. My dad always says to leave it up to him and. Uh, Mm-hmm. you know him and my manager sort out the the money side or the financial side of the sport i really just so uh, stick to what i know best which is just driving jehan it's a, a formula 1 formula 2 formula 3 all of these sport are considered to be elite sport are there ways where you know people who generally love driving you know can get into this sport and prosper or would you say there is a lot that is required from the parents from other supporters to get you to a certain level yeah 100% i think it's a well known fact that racing is a very expensive sport so it's a, it's not very easy for uh, any random person to go all the way to formula 1 you did, do require uh, some kind of backing or some kind of uh, sponsorship to get there and uh, it is very difficult in this day and age to find a lot and uh, you know luckily like i said now i'm associated with uh, with red bull and have their backing so if i do do well in the coming season then i have a, a shout to go to formula 1 but would you say that the market has opened up from the time you know you were racing or we also know narin kartikeyan was there in formula 1 and that was years ago but uh, you are practically the gen next would you say things opportunities uh, have opened up a lot more for you it's very hard to say uh, the driver market is constantly changing uh, in formula 1 you know uh, the main thing is to prove yourself in formula 2 and uh, show them that you are ready and uh, you know you can get the call up at any time in formula 1 it's pretty much like that so uh, the main thing for me is just to focus on myself focus on my my current season and uh, uh, then see how uh, things plan out in the future uh jehan you said when formula 1 races on you would like to go there and gain some experience what is the measure of that experience what kind of experience uh, do you get when you know races are on at a particular venue uh i mean it would be just cool to go to the track and hang around with you know uh, the team uh, the red bull team the engineers the drivers whatever if it's possible you know i haven't really got much into that but i'll surely discuss with uh, the team that instead of being sat in my apartment in london i might as well come to the circuit uh, you know learn more about the car learn about the team and uh, you know that sort of stuff is also very interesting for me 
what about you know driving interests you the most i just love the speed uh, <laughs> it's very uh, hard to describe uh, driving single seaters and formula 2 formula 1 cars just cuz it's not about driving fast in a straight line it's how much speed you can go uh, through corners is uh, pretty much mind boggling and mind blowing unless you're really in the car and experiencing it it's very hard to to describe it to a person who's not driven a formula car tell us what goes through your system what goes through your mind when you sit and sit in that single seater car oh honestly when i'm driving a lot of it is uh, is subconscious you don't really think too much i'm quite calm when i'm i'm driving you know obviously before the races you do get nerves and uh, it's it's normal in sport but uh, once the engine is turned on and uh, you know i'm in my car i'm very comfortable in 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 my abilities and confident of doing well so uh, i don't really get too nervous uh, while racing i kind of just uh, you know use the nerves almost to my advantage of uh, you know mm-hmm. just more ready and more uh, anxious to go is mental training an essential uh, part essential aspect of your sport oh yes it, it is you know in the past i was not really a firm believer of uh, i was just god and do what i love which is driving but uh, mm-hmm. you can't hide away from the fact that uh, any sport but uh, racing or mainly also is a, a high pressure sport you know if you don't perform well you are out in one year so uh, you know for us uh, there's a lot of pressure we are all young kids at the end of the day so uh, for us uh, we need to also understand uh, what it takes to go to formula 1 i always remember and try to make myself uh, remember to enjoy what i'm doing because that is the main reason i'm racing and uh, that helps me perform well jehan tell me about you know the season that was uh, you've already mentioned that the season was disrupted due to covid but once you were back you returned on the track what kind of changes uh, did you see and uh, thereby how much changes in your sport did you have to bring in honestly at the circuit there was not too much different we all had to wear masks we all had to stay in our own bubbles so you couldn't meet too many people from other teams you couldn't interact with the formula 1 teams so it was just all about staying in our own bubbles you know but uh, it doesn't make too much difference because at the end of the day we go we get onto the track and uh, we speak with our engineers our mechanics my trainer everything uh, is all possible so on that side of things uh, the season was pretty much normal once you got into the circuit mhm this year would you say that things will improve it's very hard to say uh, as of now i don't think it's going to be too much different to last year i expected to be to be following all the covid protocols that we pretty much followed uh, followed for last year well jehan let me ask you something well you migrated to britain at a very young age but you race as an indian for india do you at times feel that india could have uh, india and the indian system could have supported you a little more because at the end of the day it's the Indian flag that you race for? I'm not even sure if motorsport is considered a sport in India yet. Uh, might be actually, uh, but uh, you know, for me, like I said, uh, I don't really want to get involved into like the politics and uh, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Of, I just want to, uh, you know, do what I can on the track and then leave it to my father, my manager, my trainer, and everything else. Everyone else to sort it out uh, for me. Tell us while growing up did you have uh, heroes did you look up to any of the great formula 1 stars Yeah Fernando Alonso was uh, my hero when i was younger Okay Okay and what about Alonso appealed you Just his ability to drive uh, any car to the limit no matter uh, 
you know where he was where he qualified he always managed to to pull out a lap which was uh, the most that was possible out of a out of a car and what about the current set of drivers do you draw inspiration from any of them i'm more of a fan now of the younger generation of people like uh, obviously landon norris was my teammate in formula 3 mm-hmm. in the past and in karting so definitely he's one of my favorite drivers uh, so is uh, charles leclerc max verstappen mm-hmm. uh, albin and you know all these young kids who are there now in formula 1 Jehan it was such a pleasure talking to you and i hope and wish that you have a fantastic season in F2 and we see you very very soon in F1 and hear lot more of the Indian national anthem thank you thank you very thank much thank you brilliant talking to you jehan all yeah, the best welcome. thank you thank you you were listening a red fm original guts glory gumption the voice of indian sports with rika roy on the red fm podcast network